The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, July 29th. And on this episode, we will be looking at training camp news and notes with Cody Benjamin. Mostly talking about Aaron Rodgers and his actual return to the Packers. And his frankly open and honest discussion at his press conference about what is going on in Green Bay. If you want more Aaron Rodgers talk, along with the Sean Watson chatter, check out the feed. We have the Super Friends on Wednesday, and then Jonathan Jones on Tuesday uh, uh, talking all Rodgers stuff, which, frankly, I think we've done a good job of not talking too much Rodgers and then allowing it to actually happen, and we dive into it. By the way, today's Thursday, July 29th, as I mentioned. That means it is NBA Draft Day, and CBS Sports HQ is your home for Thursday night's event. We'll have pick-by-pick coverage, including grades and expert analysis for both rounds. How to watch HQ? Glad you asked. You can watch on CBS Sports app on your phone. It actually even pops up. Pops out. It's one of those, like, some of those apps aren't good about it, about popping out the video. CBS Sports, good about it. You can watch and then scroll Twitter to watch the picks get spoiled and then analyzed on the app. Or just text with your friends about, OMG, I can't believe Scotty Barnes went fourth overall. Brinson made so much money. Let's go. You can also watch using the CBS Sports app on your connected TV. And you can watch on your computer via our NBA Draft Tracker page, which will be easily available on the CBSSports.com main site it's also free and features our good friends gary parish matt norlander avery johnson bill Ryder, and rip hamilton so don't forget nba draft coverage tips off at 7 30 p.m on cbs sports hq tonight cody benjamin what's up buddy uh, i'm happy to be here uh we've got we finally got stuff to talk about like i know yeah. we've been talking about aaron Rodgers forever but like so writing the newsletter every week i feel like it was starting to get to the point where we're like we're a little bit stretched for content. And then all of a sudden, training camp started and, and there's an, an overabundance. So it's good. That's good. Yeah. I, and I mean, I don't, obviously, we would have to take the pulse of the podcast listeners. And maybe Debo would have a better uh, idea of this. Again, I feel like the offseason's gone fast, yeah. which is odd considering when we went into the off season, I thought this Roger stuff as well as the Watson stuff would just be chewing up every day of our lives and become so obnoxious that we just wouldn't be able to deal with it by the time it actually, we got to a resolution. I felt like it went kind of fast and I do feel like, and you listen to the podcast and you're, you're on the podcast a ton, by the way, I mean, just, just nuking your way to, to, to purple, purple status on this podcast. But, um, that's a reference to something else, but, uh, I, I feel like we haven't talked Roger like we haven't been aggressively talking Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Am I crazy? No, I don't think so. It's also like it has been spread out a bit. I mean, he's done his his public appearances and he doesn't like I mean, besides today or yesterday when he talked in his press conference and um was very candid about the situation and what this offseason was all about and his goals. Um he didn't really give that much. He kind of, you know, there were leaks through the media, but it was kind of spread out a bit. 
Um, I don't think it was, I mean, it was hit appropriately enough. I mean, yeah. So I think it, it let's helps. Over, let's over aggressively talk about it now. We have to, because on Monday, we, you know, we recorded with JJ on Monday. It was released on Monday afternoon. We talked about, you know, the sort of breaking news that Rogers was coming back. This thing unfolded really fast. I mean, you know, we thought it would be a couple, you know, additional days, but no, I mean, Rogers was back and he was talking to the media at a press conference on Wednesday. Of course, you're listening on Thursday's podcast, but he said, this wasn't a draft day thing. I expressed a desire to be more involved in conversations about my job. He had a Green Bay isn't a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me, play with our team, and knowing they can win a championship here. Aaron Rodgers flexing a bit. I said, I'm definitely not closing the door on anything when asked about playing for the Packers in 2022. I'm always optimistic in the ability to change. I'd never want anyone to give up on me. Asked about if he was, you know, sort of meh, coming to play for the Packers in 2021. Said, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't 100% all in and then try to bury the media a little bit said the media loves to make stories when there's not enough content out there he also i heard him say that um you know the majority and i'm paraphrasing in a big way here but the majority of players you know don't have input in what their teams are going to do but he said there are a few exceptions to who should be allowed that i don't know if he actually said me but he was ba- he basically said Tom Brady, me, maybe Mitt Russell Wilson too, deserve some input into how what decisions are made as a as a team. Uh, what was your takeaway from Aaron Rodgers' press conference? Yeah, I mean, I think there was a there's a delicate balance he's trying to strike between. If you go back and watch his comments or just read what he said, there's a delicate balance between trying not to like be like just let your ego take over in the press conference, sure. but also like establishing that. He deserves, like what you said, he, I think he used the word outlier. Um, He's one of those outliers. He said he's not asking for anything that the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL aren't already given or, or excuse me, haven't been given over these past, you know, couple generations. So I think he's just trying to, to make it clear that he deserved more input in what Green Bay's doing. And, and well, um, I would add too. I thought this is it. Tom Pelissero of NFL Media asked, and Tom is from Minnesota area. Was he's he down yep. in Green Bay now? Was asked him what was this all about for you? And um, Roger said, "I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. I think it was a lot of things that transpired." I'm read a slightly lengthy quote. He goes on for four pages. I'm just going to read like a quick paragraph and maybe allow you to get some water, Cody, if you if you if you are so inclined. Yeah, it's um, like allergies or something. You know, it's that true. season. I know. Uh, this wasn't a draft day thing. Started the conversation in February after the season ended, and I just expressed my desire to be more involved in conversations that directly affected my job. Also, I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from some of the mistakes in the past, in my opinion, about the way some of the outgoing veterans were treated and just the fact that we didn't retain a number of players I felt like were core players to our foundation, our locker room. And this is, this is Aaron Rodgers' direct quote. High character guys. I'm talking about... Hold you, hold on. Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, John Coon, Brett Good, TJ Lang, Brian Belaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde. That's a lot of names. Guys who were exceptional players for us, great locker room guys, high character guys, many of them whom weren't offered a contract at all or extremely low-balled or were maybe, in my opinion, not given the respect on the way out that guys of their status and stature and high character deserved. And then it kind of progressed from there to a commitment for the 2021 season and beyond that really wasn't given at the time. So um, 
Rogers also pointed out that you wouldn't want to be a lame duck quarterback and, and a lot of other stuff. And yeah, look, I, I, re- this is what I like about Aaron Rodgers is he says what he says or said, well, he doesn't always say what he means, but he's willing to speak his mind. You know, sometimes he's a little coy about some stuff and, but, but he, he makes his message clear, even if it's passive aggressive and snarky, which I also appreciate because I'm a passive aggressive snarky person. Yeah, I know he took the shot at the media, but honestly, like so much of his candidness in this conversation confirmed so many of those reports that were over the last few months, but at least they confirmed him. At least he was being open and honest. And, you know, he was up front, like you said, he's he's not going to return to the Packers this year if he's not committed. Um, he, he was up front, like, so a good example was the coaching process or the coaching, the hiring process from Matt LaFleur. He admitted that he was never consulted about hiring Matt LaFleur. Now, he made it clear that he's a fan of Matt LaFleur. He likes working with him. He likes him as his head coach, but that still rubbed him the wrong way, the way that that process went. And so there were a lot of, um, I guess, frank anecdotes like that throughout his his press conference. And I thought it was interesting going back to that that point about just kind of towing the line between like inflating his ego and getting the Packers to respect who he is. Um, he talked about guys like you mentioned, Jordy Nelson, guys that left and a reporter I think pointed out like you might have been wrong about some of those personnel decisions because they left and they didn't do too well elsewhere and he said like well maybe a Jordy Nelson put up better numbers if he had me as his quarterback kind of a thing and I think it's a fair point I mean on, on the flip side like yes those guys probably didn't need huge deals to come back but he said they were willing to take pay cuts so again this is all about just establishing his place um his voice I guess in that organization I also think too, when you talk about, you know, he's, he has the benefit of, I mean, I, don't know, I guess he could have used the benefit of hindsight a little bit better there because a lot of those guys didn't right. play particularly well in other places and ended up being cap casualties. And none of, you know, we had shoot last year, we had Jordy Nelson on our, he was doing a fantasy football today stream. So maybe he wouldn't have been playing professional football if he's doing a, if he's doing a stream with me and Adam Azer, you know, that, that, I mean, you do the math on that one, but uh, I mean, I do think what Rogers, what it felt like to me, is Rogers flexing on the organization, on the general on general manager Brian Gutekunst, not so much on Matt Lafleur because as he pointed out, he he likes working with Matt Lafleur, but I don't blame him for being for wondering why he's not being asked about the situation, asked about the coaching situation when he's going in, when he just you know signs his contract, he's going into all this. I mean, I don't begrudge Rogers for that. So I, I thought it was a really interesting discussion he also by the way looks like he should be the lead singer for the black crows or something or some like or like he's performing as a a solo act on horde fest in 1994 I mean, his hair's long he's like skinny i don't know he looked a little uh didn't look like aaron rogers aaron rogers did he i think some of the instagram pictures of him vacationing were even more like oh, he yeah. looked pretty i mean like i'm a skinny guy i can't play quarterback in the nfl but he looked pretty skinny too so he looks pretty i was like i don't know if he looks pretty my wife well, I mean, down. some people would say that, but I mean, my wife came down and was like, what's wrong with him? Is he okay? I was like, yes, <laughs> don't worry about it. But yeah, I think it's um, exactly, I think you're exactly right in, in terms of framing it. Like he, he's flexing on the Packers and um, if he's going to come back and play for him, he might as well do it. And, and I think there's, there's merit to some of the things he said, like he's got so many years in that locker room. He can at least offer a, a unique perspective and personnel decisions and, and other decisions. And he think he said, he doesn't want final say. He just wants to be included in the conversations, which, of course, that's understandable. Um, I still don't like I think it's pretty clear, even though he said 
he's open to finishing his career with the Packers. I think we can both agree a departure after the season is still very possible, if not likely. So. Uh, extremely likely. Yeah. And it complicates things with Devontae Adams as well, because Devontae Adams was... He was very frank as well. I mean, I was a little bit surprised that he like he made himself sound like he will not take anything less than being paid as the top receiver in the NFL. I mean, he said that. He said, quote, I've earned the right to be the paid the highest in the league. He was because he was asked um, having Rodgers around in 2022. And so th- this is where it gets interesting, too, because if you're the Packers, like Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in football, if not the best receiver in football. He, I mean, he's up there. You know, you can nitpick whether you want with – you know, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, who, 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 you can do whatever you want. But Devontae Adams deserves a place in the discussion as the number one, Tyree Kill, as the number one wide receiver in football. Um, when you're the Packers and you offer him a contract, his decision is going to be predicated on his quarterback. I mean, not entirely, but, you know, if you offer him the most money any wide receiver's ever made in the history of football, maybe he's more likely to sign without a quarterback there. But if you're trying to work out a deal that is fair and equitable for both parties, he's going to want to know where Aaron Rodgers is. Like, Aaron Rodgers helped make Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is still a great player regardless, but, you know, he's not going to be as good without Aaron Rodgers. And so, yes, of course. I mean, well, I guess – if Rodgers stayed in 2022, he's not going to take less. In general, he's just going to have to be the highest paid wide receiver in football. And so I think the Rodgers thing complicates all that because maybe he's less like he's less willing to you know, help them massage the salary cap or do whatever they want to do if Rodgers isn't there. Yeah, and I think it's not a coincidence that like all offseason, Devontae Adams has had Aaron Rodgers back. I mean, at every turn when there's been an Aaron Rodgers piece of news surface, Devontae Adams has been there to kind of back his quarterback uh, you know, throw his own future with the Packers into doubt when Aaron Rodgers' future is in doubt. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that right after Aaron Rodgers goes up and basically like gets free reign to just like rip into his own GM of the team he's coming back to. And he did it like in a respectful manner, but he was very frank. And I think it's no coincidence Devontae Adams goes right up afterward and he's not playing games either. I mean, he's he sees his value. He thinks that the Packers should see his value just like they should see the number one quarterback's value, and they're going to have to pay up. I mean, they're going to have to commit financially, um, just like Aaron Rodgers wants them to do. I guess, you know, I don't know that Devontae Adams cares as much about getting input on, you know, the fifth receiver getting caught in training camp, but it, it's it's the same thing. They're they're kind of, I don't want to say they're a package deal, but it's, it's close to that in terms of, you know, where they're going to end up in 2022. Uh, uh, Adams also pointed out, what other profession do you take less than what you – have earned that's not how it works he's not wrong in theory you should get what you should get paid what you're worth um and adams is not a guy who's looking for obviously you know a a, like a late career contract where i've been great for 15 years pay me on my way out uh no he's he's saying hey i i am the best wide receiver in football right now pay me also in wide receiver news we have the return of Randall Cobb to the Green Bay Packers. He tweeted, I'm back, baby, or something along those lines. Um, do you, I kind of count this in the Rodgers flex portion of the program where, and maybe Rodgers isn't wrong. I, I think Rodgers is trying to make a point with this Cobb thing. He wants his buddy. And by the way, I think Randall, was Randall Cobb drafted in 2012. Is that right? 
It he was, was one of the, back. He was. I was in Radio City Music Hall when he was drafted. So it's one of the first two years that I was uh, that I was in there. He was either 2011 or 2012. He's been around for 2011. I mean, he's basically the oldest. Yeah. Andy and Julio Jones. He's the oldest dirt. He's oldest Cam. He's been in the league as long as Cam Newton. He's been in the league. He's been covering the. He's been in the league as long as I've been covering it. He's old as dirt, Cody. I, I think it's a, I, I confirm it. Yes. I mean, he spent a year in Dallas, kind of forgotten guy in Dallas. He went to Houston. Um, I think it's an example of, I think it's like a Tom Brady thing. I mean, it's, it's one of those like, Hey Gronk, do you want to come out of retirement and come play for the bucks? I mean, it's, it's not exactly comparable, but I just think it's, it's like a little cherry on top of the, the statement that I have a say, or I should have a say, um, with what this team is doing now, like this wasn't going out to get Julio Jones. So this wasn't like we're bringing the whole band, like we're not bringing, you know, reuniting the entire Packers Super Bowl team. But it's, yeah, I think it's a comfort thing. Like they drafted Amari Rogers to possibly be the slot receiver. He might be better than Randall Cobb at some point this year, but there's a, there's a safety valve there for Aaron Rodgers. It's at a position that has often gone unaddressed um, in these recent years for the Packers. So, yeah, he gets a good friend, a guy that he considers one of those high-character guys that maybe didn't get the, the classy exit he deserved, and um, it helps the receiving core. I think it's just it's the equivalent of, yeah, like Tom Brady saying, hey, let's go get this uh, random receiver or running back that I played with, like Antonio Brown, something of that, you know, of that tier. It, it feels like a homeless man's Tom Brady move. He's like, right. no, 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 I am getting the guys I want on this team. I don't right. care if he's old as dirt. And, and maybe they do need a slot receiver. Maybe they need, maybe that offense needs some guy to operate from the slot. Well, at, yeah, at the very worst, like you're at the very least, it's a backup plan for Amari Rogers. I mean, you've got your outside guys. They haven't had a, a sure slot receiver there. I mean, if Amari Rogers works great, he can play more, but if not, Randall Cobb is there and I, I would draft him in the late rounds of fantasy or something. I mean, he's going to get targets from Aaron Rodgers if he's on the field. For sure. And, and look, I mean, if you're in Rodgers, you want you wanted to say you wanted to let the world know. Th- there's one way to let the world know that you that you didn't cave, that the Packers caved, and that's to come back with some some contract changes, and to get them to trade for a guy with a dumb contract, one of the worst contracts in yeah. football, from a team that is desperately needs wide receiver help, and you know, and, and, like to give up something for Randall Cobb. Exactly. That's how you that's how you let everybody know that you're flexing on the Packers so yeah I mean it's it's like it's there's no mistaking that it's an Aaron Rodgers directive um like there's just no mistaking that that it's coming from him and yeah like all offseason the Packers cap is so tight they can't add receivers and now because Aaron Rodgers is is more in charge Randall Cobb is coming back in and reworking the deal to do it that is correct all right let's take a break and we come back more training camp news and notes The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot 
Carter Finley. Shout out, Carter Finley. Or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip. Maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid. I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Xavier Howard of the Miami Dolphins, one of the best cornerbacks in professional football, led the league with 10 interceptions last year, decided to post on Instagram on uh, Tuesday afternoon that he is going to show up to camp. But he's just there, so to quote Marshawn Lynch, he won't get fined. He actually quoted Marshawn Lynch with that. I loved it. He says that the Dolphins have not negotiated with him in, quote, good faith. I don't feel valued or respected by the Dolphins, Howard said, just like they can take a business-first approach, so can I. I feel like, what did you and I talk about? Yes. Okay, see, it all blends together in the offseason, yep. Cody, but I did remember that. Uh, we talked about the fact that it was kind of crazy Xavier Howard wanted a new contract. Um, and it is to a degree, but he's under, he's paid less than Byron Jones, who probably not as good a cornerback as Xavier Howard. And Howard basically feels like the Dolphins are handling things poorly and now wants a trade away from Miami. He is the sixth highest paid cornerback by average approximate value or annual approximate value, excuse me, uh, in, in the 2021 season behind Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, Trey White, Darius Slay, and his teammate Byron Jones. Do you have you changed your mind on Xavier Howard's uh, like sort of thought process here? What do you think about the trade request, and do you think he ends up getting moved? Yeah, so I don't think my stance has changed very much at all since we last talked about it. And I think we both agreed that it's one thing if you're Stefan Gilmore and you're at the end of a contract where you are obviously underpaid. You're approaching free agency. You deserve a new deal. It's another if you're you know two years removed from signing a five-year extension mm. and you want a complete, like you, you basically want to reset the market or something close to that. I mean, I think we talked about last time, uh, I think it's it's more likely that Byron Jones and, and probably Darius Slay among that group are overpaid than the fact that Xavier Howard is, is that underpaid. So I think that, yes, the Dolphins are obviously overpaying for Byron Jones, uh, but that doesn't mean like, I could certainly, you know, I get the argument that he deserves as much or, or if not more, whether that's a salary bump this year, whether it's more guaranteed money, something to make him more equivalent to Byron Jones. I get that. But the fact that he signed the extension two years ago, not four years ago, um, like two years is a long time in the NFL, but still to sign a five-year extension two years ago, like he's, he's not even into that, like that deep into that contract yet. And so I, at the end of the day, I don't, think he gets moved because if his desire is to play on a contract bigger than this i'm not sure who's who's giving him that at this moment um i mean i looked at the teams with the salary cap space i know you can push it down the road but i mean i don't know who you're looking at there the 49ers the colts i'm not sure who's 
who's giving up premium assets and a huge contract for him at this point. If he's showing up not to get fined, I think he's going to keep showing up. And then it's a matter of whether he decides to suit up in week one. I just think Brian Flores doesn't seem overly worried about getting him back. Uh, despite the contract dispute, I think they'll figure out a way to keep him. Yeah, I mean, the problem is Xavier Howard, I don't want to say he signed a bad contract because he got his he got a lot of money up front. And he I think he probably I think it was probably his directive to go ahead and get money. And additionally, you know, you signed this contract, as we pointed out, before the pandemic. You know, that's 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 a good thing. You got a bunch of money that probably wasn't gonna be there for I mean, he he still would have gotten paid anyway, but maybe it's reduced um, you know, because of all the things going on in, in the country. I don't think that's unreasonable to suggest. When you look at the deal on the final three years, I mean, the, the Dolphins can get out of it easily after 2021 if they wanted to. And so because his cap hit is 14.375, so it's 13.5 cap hit th- this coming year, 14.375, 13.4, 12.25 with almost no dead money. I, I sort of think there'd be a team willing to give it up. I mean, we're talking about, a, you know, oh, God, he is sneaky old, though. He's already 28 years old. I don't know anybody's giving up like a – multiple first or anything like that. This is not the Jalen Ramsey deal. I do think there will be a team out there who might be willing to hand out, a, a you know, to give up a first round pick for a cornerback that they feel like could put them over the top. I mean, I think that is possible. And you think the Dolphins would be willing to do that? I know that they've been like trade happy sometimes, but I mean, um, it sort of feels a little bit like Minka Fitzpatrick 2.0. Yeah. It's just weird how Brian Flores can't get along with these players. Yeah, I mean, I, I think also like Xavier Howard, maybe time changes this or maybe um, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I know Xavier Howard's representation, I know he's changed representation, but like dating back to last season, like during the season, they were like casually floating the idea of like, he'd be okay getting moved. He'd be okay getting traded. And so I don't like, this has been a negotiating tactic for them for a while from his camp. And so I don't know if it's the same thing, like he's going to show up to camp He's going to say, hey, I want to I want to move out of here, but he might end up showing up anyway. I think like with the contract stuff, we talked about it before. I mean, same thing with Daniil Hunter and, and the Vikings did reward him a little bit. But um, if you're going to sign a, an extension that early, like you, you've got to look out at the market that's coming. And, and they didn't. So, well, part of the problem, too, is, again, you know, I mentioned those dead cap numbers, two point eight million dollars in twenty twenty two, one point four in twenty twenty three. The issue is if something bad happens to you or you get like you get hurt or something, you know, whatever the case may be, you're easily cuttable. Yeah, that's the problem is that you're you got all this guaranteed money when you sign the deal. And that's the give and take that I think it's hard to look long term, especially when you're younger. You know, you sign this deal at age 25 and now you're 28. And that's a big three years from a maturation perspective. Any adult human being will tell you that and it's probably likely that now he says oh i wish that this had been a deal that guarantee you know, guarantee like that 14 375 million dollars next year is not guaranteed at all i mean you know you got very little guaranteed money left on the deal so the dolphins can move on um i understand that he wants to respect and and believes that he you know the problem is if he plays out his contract he gets to the age of you know 30 and Presumably he wouldn't play out the entire deal, but I guess he, you know, if he gets to the age of 31, he's not getting some monster deal. You know, so he is probably looking at this as, oh man, 
I need to get one more big bite of the apple in my prime by renegotiating my contract. And the Dolphins are taking the stance of, hey, look, we're not doing this because if that sets a precedent whereby every person we give a contract to is going to try and renegotiate after two years. So I understand where both sides are coming from. Uh, you know, I do think I sort of always fall on the stance of, Get whatever, get as much money as you can possibly get while you can get it for NFL players. But if you signed a deal two years, you know, two years ago or three years ago, it, it's just tough to it's tough to take that stand. Now, what do you think about Deshaun Watson, a first round pick? No, Deshaun Watson for Tua, Xavier Howard, and a first round pick. Who says no to that? Did you just come up with this on the spot? I'll give credit to Adam Beasley for it. Okay, so Deshaun Watson. I I, I, I had seen Bees' tweet. Friend of the podcast, Adam Beasley, now works for Pro Football Network. Getting too much run on this podcast, but um, he may, he just mentioned it. it. It does sort of make sense. So you said Deshaun, Deshaun, or Texans give up Deshaun in exchange for Xavier Howard, Tua Tungavaloa, and a future and one of the Dolphins' 2022 first round picks. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad. I mean, of course, and I know you've prefaced every Deshaun Watson conversation with the you know, of course, the off field stuff has to be solved. Assuming from, the off field right. stuff is sorted out. Right. From a football perspective, I feel like it's a pretty fair trade. I mean, because if you are the Texans um, and Tua doesn't like you're, you're going to have another shot at, at getting a quarterback. And if you're the Dolphins, let's say the off field stuff like Deshaun Watson suspended half a year, he's suspended a season. You've got that extra pick from Miami. I don't think it's a I mean, and obviously Houston would welcome any talent at any position. Xavier Howard will be a huge upgrade at corner. So I, I don't I mean. They're not going to be ready to compete by the time Xavier Howard's out of that deal. That's so. sort of what I was thinking too. Is like you have to trade for Xavier Howard and then give him a big new deal, and then he's still thirty. He's like thirty three by the time right. for the Texans. I, if I'm the Texans, regardless of how I think my timeline is for me building this team out, and you have to realize that the team's not ready right now, even frankly with Deshaun Watson playing sixteen games, yeah. they admittedly said they want to trade him. I don't know that Xavier, I think a future first round pick fits that timeline better than Xavier Howard would. So that's where it becomes like, I would rather get two first round picks and, uh, and, and two a back. Oh, definitely. Xavier Howard two and a first round pick. Yeah. I mean, I think you'd swap out. Yeah. There's very few veteran players. I mean, you want the picks to, to rebuild that. I mean, if you're, if you're a team that's competing this year. Oh yeah. Xavier Howard's, you know, a better asset than a future first round pick maybe. But you know, if we're talking Miami or how about the Seahawks, can they swing that? I don't know if they everything Jamal Adams for saving Howard. Who says no? Actually, who who does say no there? Actually. Yeah. I would say, (laughs) I mean, Uh, probably, probably Miami because they don't want to give Jamal Adams $20 million a year. Right. But they could use, I mean, they could use a safety, right? I mean, they could definitely, Let's do that. Yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know if that ends up happening. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I'll tell you what. We'll tease Jamal Adams for tomorrow because we've, we've hit enough. We've got enough meat on this bone with Aaron Rodgers and then uh, the Dolphins' discussion. There'll be more training camp news and notes to follow tomorrow with the Super Friends on a Friday show. We'll break down maybe Jamal Adams' holdout, uh, what to do with Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham, much more. Cody Benjamin, as always, buddy, a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, bro. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 